Welcome to Your Strata Property, the podcast for property owners looking for reliable, accurate and bite-sized information from an experienced and authoritative source. To access previous episodes and useful strata tips, go to www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. Hello and welcome. I'm Amanda Farmer and this is Your Strata Property. First of all, I want to apologize for the sound of my voice today. I am recovering from a cold that I've inherited from my family and close friends, but I do have an esteemed guest for you today. So hopefully it will be our guest that you're listening to rather than my stuffy voice. Today we have Stephen Raff. Stephen is the CEO of Ace Body Corporate Management, the largest 100% Australian owned strata title management company in Australia and the third largest strata management company overall in Australia. ACE commenced operations in May 1995. Under Stephen's guidance, ACE quickly established itself in the market and now spans 108 franchised areas Australia-wide, with over 60,000 units under management. With ACE, Stephen's goal is to build the business of his existing franchisees, continue to expand throughout Australia with new franchisees, and identify international growth opportunities. Prior to working in the body corporate field, Stephen had a very successful career in the pharmaceutical industry. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Stephen Raff from Ace Body Corporate Management. Welcome, Stephen. Thank you, Amanda. It's a pleasure to be here. I've uh, had the flu for the last two two weeks, so I'm in a similar position to you, actually. Oh, so our listeners will just have to put up with us. They will. (laughs) You're sounding just fine to me, though. Stephen, I read an article of yours in which you identify the top concerns for people living in a strata community, and you say that these are parking, pets, and noise. And today you're here to tell us all about noise and how we might be able to solve our noise problems. So can I start by asking you to tell us why you think noise is such a critical issue for people living in strata and body corporates? It's a good question, Amanda. I I think the main reason is that noise creates a nuisance to people. It disturbs their comfortability, you know, within their home and also affects their sleep. And of course, we need sleep. Uh, otherwise we can be cranky the next day. Mm. And I think the disturbance of sleep is probably the biggest issue and noise comes in many, many different ways. It astounds me how many people ask, say to the strata manager, look, if I had have known that living in strata would be so noisy, mm. I would have never purchased in into strata. Yeah, it's an unfortunate surprise for some people, isn't it? And I think it can vary from building to building where you've got your older style buildings, you may be suffering more and unexpectedly so. And the newer buildings, maybe we'll get into a discussion about this, but the newer buildings are hopefully dealing with noise issues and the potential for noise a little bit better. So people being unprepared for that circumstance is um, is unfortunate. I don't think they realise the close proximity that they're living with each other because in Australia, I mean, we have many different terms for strata. I mean, we have owners' corporations, we have community title, we have body corporates. And within that, we have six packs where you've just got a driveway down the middle, but you've usually got an adjoined wall. We have townhouses, which are separate, which aren't a major issue. They're a bit like houses in a way. But then you have flats where you're on top of each other and next door to each other. Apartments, similar. Mm. 
and so on. And then you've got mixed use where there's commercial downstairs, which can be very noisy, and you've got residential above. Mm. So the proximity of, of where people are living is what's causing a lot of this. And I think a lot of people aren't aware that this would occur. Mm just how close they are. Mm. All right, so how does a resident find some peace and quiet in a multi-unit building? Very good question. <laughs> there are many ways and it depends on the noise that is being caused, but window glazing is a very good one because that cuts out a lot of noise. And look, it's expensive, but long-term for peace and enjoyment and quality of life, it's worth it. Mm. It's definitely worth it. Heavy curtains are another method. They block out a lot of noise as opposed to blinds. Earplugs can be a very good solution. Yes. Uh, very good solution. Yeah, and, particularly for sleep. And there's sleep. lots of other, yeah, and there's lots of other methods depending on what's causing the noise, whether it's dogs, whether it's babies, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Tell me, with the window glazing, is that something that lot owners should be approaching their strata manager about and that the owners corporation should be facilitating and paying for? It depends, Amanda. It depends on the plan of subdivision and who owns those windows. Yep. So in Victoria, we have what we call inner face, exterior face and median, and it's quite complicated. So I won't, right. I won't explain any more than interior face means that the owner's corporation owns those windows. Median means it's 50-50 probably between ownership of the owner and the owner's corporation. Yep. And exterior face means the owner owns the windows completely and it is totally their responsibility. Mm. So the individual would need to give a call to the body corporate manager, the strata manager, OC manager, and get them to check the plans to advise them accordingly. Mm. That's a really good point that the different systems in different states and I wasn't aware of that system in Victoria and that's interesting. In New South Wales, exterior windows are generally the responsibility of the owner's corporation. Yes. So they would be common, what we would call common property. And But again, I would suggest for our New South Wales listeners that you do approach your strata manager or your committee to open up this dialogue if you think the double glazing of windows is something that's going to help a noise problem. And I guess that's where we're talking about noise coming from external sources. You might be on a busy road or you might have party town living opposite you if you live in, as I do, a precinct, a university precinct <laughs> where you have a lot of students living nearby, that kind of solution might be a good one for you. But where you're talking about noises coming from inside the building, as you say, Stephen, it really depends on the type of noise. Is it my neighbours having a party? Is it pets? Is it babies? And how do I open up a dialogue about that and express how that's impacting me as your neighbour? That's right, Amanda. And I think the first step is always to approach the person, mm. to talk to them about the impact it's having on you and how can you both resolve the issue. As I said, it may be through earplugs. It may be, for example, if you've got a keen handyman who's working at 11 o'clock at night, mm. it may be that you say to them, look, I play tennis on a Saturday morning. How about you do that handyman work on a Saturday morning? Mm. So there are always compromises that can be achieved and yep. there are many solutions these days. If you've got a dog barking, there are brilliant, uncruel dog collars that stop the barking. Oh, that's interesting. Or reduce the barking significantly. Yeah. And there's all sorts of other methods that are available. Yep. So uh, so there's a lot available to to the owner uh, to able to provide solutions to the person that's causing the noise problem. Mm, great. 
Okay. Stephen, could you share a story around how you've helped an owner or a building solve noise problems? Sure. Sure, Amanda. There's been many. In the Strata Living book story, you'll find some noise problems in there that are quite hilarious. And we tried to share a lighter side yes. of Strata to, uh, to help people lighten up a little bit about Strata. Look, on a serious note, I think one of the biggest noise problems is uh, water banging. Yes. You know, where the pipes yes. are banging and waking people up at all mm. hours of the morning and night. And so with that one, it was quite serious and there were a lot of occupiers complaining. And so what I did was I approached the uh, committee. We talked to the committee about it. We agreed to go out and get quotes. And in getting the quotes, we asked the plumbers to give us solutions alternative solutions as to how would be the best way to fix Mm. the issue and the cheapest way too because some of these solutions can be quite expensive. And so we got three quotes and they all came up with uh, varying solutions and then I put the quotes back to the committee. The committee approved one of the quotes and we went ahead and raised the money through a special levy and then we got Mm. them repaired. And the comments that came back were just fabulous. You know, we don't often get positive comments <laughs> in Strata or positive feedback, but in this particular case, we got a lot. So, And was it that expensive? Because I have been in a similar situation in a building that I actually lived in and we had a, a water hammer problem, what we call water hammer, and we were told it was just, oh, just impossible. It's an older building. It's all going to be too expensive. You just have to live with it. Yeah. No, there are Good. cheap alternatives, ways of doing it, fixing it. Good to know. There are. But you've got to really get three or four quotes because in getting those quotes, they're analysing the situation and they're working out mm. the best methods. And so you might get, if you only get three, you might get three saying the same thing, that it's going to be expensive and they can't do anything else. And the fourth one might mm. come through and give you the yeah, alternative. good point. And your lifestyle is just too important to be putting up with something like that. And I imagine it's a situation where you don't realise what you've been putting up with until it stops and you think, oh. I just got I just got a full night's sleep and I wasn't interrupted by the pipes. Why didn't we do this a year <laughs> That's ago? Right. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right. Now, we've talked a little bit about this, but let me know if you want to add anything. I, I want to ask you what are the most common noise problems that you've noticed people face and what's worked best in terms of overcoming them. So we've talked about a few issues. Is there anything you want to add in that um, arena? Yeah, there is. Look, I think what we haven't talked about is the other avenues available to you. So you have the council 24-7 available to you in terms of environmental noise. So if noise is really significant and it's affecting a number of occupants within the building, then the council will send out an officer to evaluate the situation and then come up with solutions. They can also fine occupants for creating noise Mm -hmm. continually. The officers can do that, environmental officers. So remember that the council does have, in most situations, a 24-7 service available. Mm, Good point. To the occupants. The other one is the EPA, environmental officers Mm -hmm. there. They're excellent. Uh, They will come out if there's a pool pump next door that's creating a noise for the occupants in the block. They will come out and they will measure the noise levels and then they will act appropriately or mm. accordingly to what they come mm. up with. Good um, tips. So the EPA, they are very, very good depending on the noise that is occurring. If you've got late music at night, it's continually happening night after night or weekend after weekend, the police mm. will come out 
and they can also give fines as well, depending on the state and the territory that you're in. One of the problems we have, Amanda, is that you mentioned it before, you touched on it before, is that Ace Body Corporate Management is an Australian-wide company. So we're in every state and territory across Australia and New Zealand except ACT. And all the legislation is different in every state and territory. So it is a problem, but these are available to you in most states and territories, these avenues. So EPA, council, police. And the last one is that in most states and territories, there's a tribunal. And in Victoria, we call it VCAT. In Queensland, it's QCAT. In New South Wales, it's called NCAT. And uh, if the noise persists, you do have the avenue where the owner-occupier can make an application to VCAT um, to have that noise Mm. fixed in one form or another. And as I said, it may be that they have to put in glazed windows. It may be that they have to start wearing earplugs to compromise Mm. with the people. Yeah, There there are a number of solutions, as mentioned before, heavy curtains. And you mentioned road noise. I mean, there are many, many methods now where they have insulation in fences that block out a significant amount of road noise. And and, uh, And trees, trees. yes, exactly, you're about to say, landscaping, yeah. Yeah, landscaping inside the fence as well. You can almost block out 80% Mm. of the noise. So my daughter lives on a busy road and they've got an insulated fence, which looks like a weatherboard fence, but it's all insulated, and inside you can't can't Mm. hear any traffic noise at all. Yeah, that's great. And they've got glazed windows as well. So these are solutions for you. The other thing that I might mention is that whenever – a person moves into a strata scheme, owner's corporation, community title, body corporate, they need to check the rules and bylaws of that owner's corporation because in all states and territories they have rules or bylaws. There are model rules in Victoria, which are standard rules set by legislation, and it's similar in most states and territories. However, the owner's corporations can create their own rules so long as they're not in conflict with other legislation or in conflict with the standard model mm. rules, bylaws. They're called bylaws in some states and territories too. So, and if they're not in conflict, then they can create their own. But they need to be attached to the title of the owner's corporation for them to be effective and upheld in mm. a tribunal or court. So the first thing an owner-occupier must do when they move into a block of units is to check the mm. bylaws and rules to see what are the rules in relation to keeping pets and animals? What are the rules in relation to mm. noise? And most standard and model bylaws rules have noise in them. And I would add to that, what are the rules in relation to hard flooring? Because no doubt similar to you, we're often dealing with people who are complaining about noise from hard flooring and hard flooring that's either been installed in accordance with a bylaw, so it's permitted under the bylaws or the rules, or hard flooring that's been installed without approval. And of course, I don't think anyone particularly cares that it's the flooring itself that's installed. It's the noise that comes from the flooring for the people living below and beside that apartment that's got the hard flooring. And so it becomes a noise issue. And that, in my experience, can be a relatively easily solvable issue. Insulation that can be installed with the flooring. Some people reach a compromise where rugs will be put down or they won't wear their shoes in the apartment at certain times. It's a common issue, but it's a commonly solvable one too if you're dealing with people like your strata manager and others who've been involved and know what has worked in the past in in solving the common issue. I totally agree. And that can be a really severe Mm. noise 
to people, particularly night workers and yeah, people like that. Indeed. So. so flooring is something to look out for if you're about to move in. Shift work. Shift work. Say, <laughs> not workers work. of the night. No, <laughs> we hope we don't have too many of those. <laughs> okay. So um, no doubt we have some listeners who are experiencing a noise problem or even some strata managers who are managing buildings that have noise problems. Uh, do you have any tips for what they might be able to go off and do today to get started on resolving a noise problem? What's some quick wins to take away? Okay, so if they've got a noise problem right now, check the model rules, bylaws, then go and speak to, once you know and understand the bylaws and rules, go and speak to the person Mm. causing the noise problems, have a chat, take a cup of coffee over in your hand so it's a relaxed conversation, talk to them about the issue, see what solutions you can come up with, make the suggestions like, If you notice they've got blinds, maybe they could put heavy curtains in. Maybe they could change their habits on when they're creating the noise, you know, depending on what they're doing. If they're cooking late at night, they may be able to, you know, use quieter Mm. instruments and cooking Mm. appliances. So if it's a dog, you may make the suggestion that you get the collars. Yeah, they're interesting. I'm going to look into those, yeah. I think they've got citrus in them or something like that. So there are lots of suggestions you can make depending on the type of noise that you're experiencing. The other thing I would suggest is if you don't have some of those solutions for the type of noise that you're experiencing, give your body corporate strata manager a ring, ask them do they have any solutions, speak to the committee and uh, and try and resolve it that yep. way first. Nicely, pleasantly and try and resolve it that way. If that fails, then you have the avenue of the police, depending on the noise, the EPA, Uh, the council, remember 24-7 with noise issues, and also the tribunal, VCAT in Victoria, NCAT, QCAT, et cetera. And the members there will resolve Mm. either way, you know, and come up with solutions Mm. as well. Thank you for that. We're going to talk about books now. We're up to our book question. But before I ask you about books you've read, I want to talk about your book that you've written, Strata Living (laughs) Stories, An Insider's Guide to the Weirdest, Wackiest and Downright Hilarious Things Residents Do. I love that title. Now, this came out, I think, at the end of 2015 and it got a mention in a recent episode of this podcast when I interviewed Andrew Terrell in episode 13. He gave it a plug and it's quite well known in the industry. So do you want to tell us a bit about that, Stephen, and where our listeners might be able to grab a copy? Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Amanda. Look, I came up with it many years ago and never really got around to writing it. And I I just felt as strata managers, our jobs are very, very stressful. I don't think people realise how Mm. stressful they are. Every time we pick up the phone, it's a negative call. Someone's upset, someone's complaining, and we're trying to fix all these issues. And I thought there is a lighter side. There's many funny stories that have occurred. So I decided to do something about it in 2014 and I sent out emails to the industry as well as to our franchisees across Australia. And uh, and I also travelled to America a little bit, so I picked up some ideas over right. there as well and started writing it with my one of my colleagues here. And he edited it all and put it all together for me, um, Daniel Hunt. And so we put it together over a 12-month period. And a lot of the stories were stories that I had experienced, but there were also a lot from the industry, a number from the industry and from America, the crocodile one from America (laughs) and so on. And uh, it just brought a lighter side so that we can understand, look, these things happen, but there is always a lighter side to something. And if we see the funny side of things, it's not so bad. Yeah, definitely. And some of the stories in there are, are true. They're all true. And they're absolutely hilarious. They still make me laugh today. 
Yeah, it's good. It's a wonderful thing to have. And for strata managers in particular, when you're feeling a little bit low, grab Stephen's book off the shelf and jump in and say, okay, yeah, this is why I do this. This is actually, I shouldn't take myself so seriously. This is what's happening to everybody out there. (laughs) Yeah. And they can get the book from www.acebodycorp.com.au forward slash order books forward slash. And so it's on our website, www.acebodycorp.com.au. We also have the Body Corporate Handbook, which I wrote several years ago, which covers every state and every territory across Australia with legislation and handy tips when you move into a strata Mm. scheme, et cetera. It is a bestseller and we're updating that. But at the moment, legislation is changing right across Australia in every state Mm. and territory just about. Sure is. And so once that's settled down, I will update that. But a lot of it is still very relevant today. Mm. Excellent. Okay. And have you got um, where we might find that one or we might just add it into the show notes later? That's in the same area, www.acebodycorp.com.au forward slash order books forward slash. Perfect. I'll make sure that those links are in the show notes. And we have it there on our journey too for the first May 1995 for Ace Body Corporate Management because it is quite a success story, Amanda, Mm. in in the sense that we've got a great culture. Our vision is and and our mission statement is basically all around service, that we Mm. we endeavour to put our clients first and provide a very high level of service. Mm. And I'm really happy as I do this podcast and I interview people like you and strata managers out there who are just at the top of their game, I start to realise that there is such a choice out there for owners and for buildings. If they want that higher level of service, it does exist. And it's just a matter of getting out there and talking to people and asking who they're working with and how those people are performing. And you will get connected to the people you need to be connected to, to get the good results for your building. So it's great to know that you guys are out there. Very true. Couldn't agree more. (laughs) Okay. Now, uh, any books that you've read that have had an impact on you that you want to share with our listeners? Look, I think uh, Seven Habits is the one. Seven Habits by uh, Covey, I think, and I read that many, many years ago, Mm. probably 20-odd years ago, (laughs) and that really changed my life in a way because, you know, it taught you about paradigm shifts. You know, that was a very common term. 20, 25 years ago, and I'll never forget the story Stephen Covey uh, relayed in the book, and that was about a, a man on a train with two children, and the children were being really noisy and ratty, and they were climbing over over people sitting in the train, and one particular person got very, very upset, and uh, he yelled at the children and said to the man, you're disgusting, you shouldn't have children, you shouldn't be allowed to have children with the way that they're running amok on the train and really chastised the man and the children in front of quite a lot of people, quite a busy time in the morning. And uh, afterwards, when the man had cooled down, he asked a few questions of the man. He said, you know, why is it that your children are so uh, noisy and uh, (laughs) all over the place? And the man said very quietly in a low voice, their mother died recently. Hmm. And so it was a paradigm shift for that person then that yes. had been very, very nasty to the children. Mm. He then, the whole paradigm shift occurred and his whole attitude towards the children and the man changed. Mm. And so I learned that that we can't be too quick to judge. Mm. We have to be very careful. You know how it's said that we judge people within the first 20 seconds yes. of meeting? And that's very wrong, mm. very wrong, because we, we'll make a lot of mistakes and miss out a lot, I think on what people have to offer. Yeah. If 
if we make that sort of judgment. I suppose it's when you recognise that that's your nature and that's human nature and that's something that you do automatically, then you can start working against that. So you can start questioning yourself and questioning the judgments that you make and standing aside and thinking, okay, what am I not thinking about here? That might be important. Hmm. I like that. Yeah, great. We'll put that one in the show notes too. If anybody hasn't already come across Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, I think that's the full title, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. We'll make sure that's in the show notes. Yeah, very good. Okay. Stephen, how do listeners find out more about you and is there anything that you'd like to add before we wrap up? No, I think I'd just like to add that we all make mistakes in Strata as managers. We're never going to be 100%. (laughs) And also for listeners to understand that when we advise them that we can't do something, it's usually because we're restricted by the legislation, by the acts and regulations. And in most states and territories, there are something like 250-odd acts and regulations, including local regulations Mm. with council, that we have to know where to go to find out information. We can't know it all, but we need to know where to go to find it out. And so when we're giving you feedback on how to approach something or we can't do something for you, it's usually because we're restricted by the act or the regulations. And a lot of owners don't realise that. Mm. You know, they don't accept that either. They think, why can't it be done? You know, if I was living in a home, I could do that. But you're not living in a home. You're living in a community. And that's what Ace Body Corporate Management tries to do is we try to manage the community living Mm. for people and to make it as pleasant as possible. But the only way we can do that is by abiding by the acts and the regulations and the rules as we've talked today, the model rules, et cetera, et cetera. So we endeavour to put our owners first. That's our absolute prime goal. Mm. And the reason for that, and also too, you know, when we try to get acts and regulations changed like we're doing at the moment right across Australia, the SCA Australia, Australia Community Australia, I'm on the board of the Victorian board. I've been on there 17 years. I've been vice president, secretary, the treasurer, the president, the whole lot, and I'm on the national board as well. And one of the things that we try to do is we stick up for the owners. Mm. And when we ask for changes in regulations and acts, we're thinking of the owners as the end user. And so it's very rarely for ourselves, Mm. the changes. It's for the owners, which does make our life easy, by the way, at the end of the day. But if they could understand those issues, it would make our life a lot more easy. Mm. And I think what you've had to offer today, just on this a very discreet topic of noise, is going to go some further way to helping the owners who are listening out there. So thank you very much for your time today, Stephen, coming on the show. I know you've got a lot on your plate and you've made time to talk to us today, so I appreciate that. And uh, wish you all the best. I'm sure we'll have you back. The list of topics that we could talk about is just endless. So you'll Any be- time, I'd love to. Lovely. Anything to help and contribute. Excellent. Thanks a lot, Stephen. Okay. Thank you, Amanda. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Your Strata Property, the podcast which consistently delivers to property owners reliable and accurate information about their strata property. You can access all the information below this episode via the show notes at www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. You can also ask questions in the comments section, which Amanda will answer in her upcoming episodes. How can Amanda help you today?